Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today I will be discussing relationships, love, and self-care with Marla Goldberg. Uh, but before I introduce Marla, I would like to introduce you to yourself, more specifically to your spiritual giftedness. Um, many of us look around and think, oh, all these other people are so much more amazing than I am. Ooh, that person can see auras or, or whatever the giftedness is. And we rarely recognize the giftedness that sits within ourselves. And so I created this quiz to help you and my clients to recognize the giftedness that came in with you because it's very easy to take it for granted and to think that everybody is wired this way, except that they're not. You are uniquely and powerfully wired for your purpose in this world, and you can discover some of that pattern by taking the What is Your Number One Superpower Quiz. And you can find that at superpowerquiz.us. And uh, hopefully you've grabbed your pen and grabbed your piece of paper because the nuggets are going to start dropping here because we have Marla Goldberg with us today. She's a return guest. It's been highly requested by you guys, and so we brought her back. And she is a doctor of metaphysics and healing, an intuitive, a speaker, teacher, international best-selling author, as well as the host of Guided Spirit Conversations podcast. She's also an ordained non-denominational minister. Her purpose in life and her mission is to inspire, motivate, and educate her clients, all of whom she connects with through her books, client sessions, classes, speaking engagements, and podcasts. Marla uses her many tools, techniques, and insights to help all <clears throat> who employ her services to enhance and or shift their life circumstances so that they can live the life they're divinely meant to live. In addition to her practice with clients, Marla is a contributing author in three best-selling books, one, Becoming an International Bestseller. Congratulations on that, Marla. Thank you. She has also authored her first solo writing endeavor, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path, which also became a best-selling book. She's also the creator and host of Guided Spirit Conversations with Dr. Marla Goldberg. Um, and so welcome. I'm happy to have you back on the show again, Marla. Always happy to be with you, Zofia. Ah, goodness. You're such a, you're so, you know, you're just such a shining star. Oh, thank you. So are you. That's why I love having you back. We would just sit and glow together. How does that sound? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and we have similar curtains, different colors, but we there. It's all about the bling. It's all about the bling. You better believe. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you spent a great deal of time learning to love your own self. Yes. Um, and I know a lot of people look around outside of themselves for love and relationship. In your experience, does it work better to do that before or after you figured out how to love and support your own self? It's actually, well, it's more, how do I say this? It's more prosperous to do it after you start loving yourself because 
when you don't love yourself, it's a reflection that you show everybody, whether you realize you're showing it or not. Um, I can go back to my earlier life and little did I know that all those bad decisions that, and I probably shouldn't label it as bad, but for me, they were because they didn't serve me. Yeah. They were bad for my trajectory. Um, I didn't realize that not only was it showing me how I didn't love myself, but it was showing the outward world how I didn't love myself. And then when people do things uh, that are rude, inappropriate, manipulative, and you don't stand up for yourself, it reflects to them again, oh, wait, I can do this some more because she's going to take it. Yeah, she, she's not going to push back on this. So I've got my Patsy. <laughs> exactly. So it, and that has to do with boundaries. I had no boundaries. Yeah. Once I started to love myself, my life made a 180, a total 180. Um, I am constantly happy. I am joyful. My outlook on life is different. Um, I have the most amazing life partner, my husband, Gary. And and I just, you know, life has just made a change where I am. I I don't even know how I I know I'm repeating myself, but I have a very, very happy and fulfilled life where before it wasn't happy and it wasn't fulfilled. And I would bet dollars to donuts that anybody who gets on the road to self-love will find a happier and more fulfilling life. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. I know I've worked on my self-love over the decades, and it's taken decades. Uh, But there were some major things that shifted for me in my middle 20s, where I decided, you know what, there are certain things I'm not going to tolerate in my world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know at the time if you'd have said, ooh, that's a self-love thing, if I'd have accepted that. But it was, in many ways, a self-love thing. Because it's like, you know what, I don't need drama in my relationship. I want peace and support and companionship in my relationship. And so no drama queens need need apply. (laughs) Right. You know, and that was hugely helpful to me in finding the guy who's now my my husband and has been for almost 27 years. Wow. Um, How far along the self-love journey do you think you need to be in order to kind of stop broadcasting to the world, I don't love myself, because I know it's not something for a lot of people that's like a switch. Oh, I love myself now, but more of an incremental journey. Well, first of all, I'm going to say that I used to say I love myself. But again, my actions, my choices, they all showed everyone. No, that you did not. I did not. No. So how long does it take? I don't think you can put like a time limit on it. You know, yeah, I think that as soon as I, I think more what I'm aiming for, not so much as a time limit as is there kind of a minimum level of love that you need for yourself? Is it a boundaries thing? What what is kind of the tipping point where you can go, okay, I think I might be ready to be in relationship with someone else? Well, I feel that for if you're focusing on you and going through the steps, you know, I I would say it depends how much time you put in it. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's always subjective. Everybody has different levels of everything. Right. And so it is how much they're going to work on themselves. Is it every day? Is it once a week? Is it once a month? Is it every six months? Because it makes a difference. 
And yeah. also how consistent they're going to be with bringing in the principles of self-love, meaning yeah. um, getting out all the stuff they hold on to, the negative stuff. Because I have this process, it's in the book, you know, where we talk about releasing the repressed energies and emotions that everybody represses. Oh, yeah. Some not as much as others. Well, because we were taught to repress them. Yes. I mean, growing up, you're taught, you know, the boys don't cry and little girls shouldn't, you know, throw fits and draw attention to themselves and all those weird lessons. Don't raise your voice and don't do this and don't do that. Yes. You have to be nice. If you can't say something nice, don't say, don't anything, say anything at all. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's about repression. Yeah. And then it's about forgiveness. And most of all, I mean, yes, it's important to forgive other people. And again, I'm going to reiterate as for those of you who are thinking, I'm not going to forgive them. They're not, you know, I don't want to let them off the hook. Here's the thing. The only person you're letting off the hook is you. Forgiveness is the gift you give yourself and yeah. no one else. It gives you then the space and grace to bring in love. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not about the other person. It's not. It's all about you. And that's what you have to look at it for. You're not letting anybody off the hook because they've got their own karma. They're going to deal with their own stuff. When somebody does something to somebody else, believe me, unless they make amends, unless they do something to uh, reap, you know, to, to, yeah, uh, to, to address them. that karma. Yes. yes. <laughs> They're going to have it. What you do is you focus on giving yourself space and grace. But the next part of it is, is how many times have you looked in the mirror, whether you're dressed or undressed, but I'm going to say, you know, coming out of a shower and you don't want to look at yourself because you don't accept. I like to call it warts, wrinkles and all. Yeah. Because you know, <laughs> many of us, we look in the mirror and the, the thing we zone into is the thing about ourselves that we have a hard time accepting, liking, loving. Yes. And, and I can feel that. In fact... My current husband was very helpful to me in learning to love my physicality because he would tell me all the time, oh, you're so beautiful and I love the way you're shaped and all of this and that. And, you know, I've always been the head of the itty bitty titty committee <laughs> <laughs> and I've got these German childbearing hips, you know, and so I've kind of look in the mirror or did at that time look in the mirror and go, well, who wants this weirdly proportioned female, right? You're supposed to be balanced top and bottom. That's what's going on in my head. Well, but Barbie and then, wasn't. Barbie wasn't. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> she was proportioned the other way. But um, so he was very helpful to me. I got curious one afternoon and I'm like, I'm going to get naked and sit in front of the mirror and see if I can see what he tells me he sees. And that was a hugely instructive moment for me in terms of recognizing my own personal attractiveness. Just throw out all of that stuff that I thought it ought to be and let's just look at myself really through the eyes of love. And here's the thing too, it's the beauty in your heart that he was seeing and that is why you're the, you're the package. So whether you're in the itty bitty titty committee or you're Dolly Parton and you're falling over top first <laughs> um, because she's a very tiny woman. Otherwise, um, yes, she is. She's <laughs> not not tall. <laughs> no, and like this big, she's just yeah. so tiny. But um, 
I, you know, learning to your husband sees the amazing being you are, yeah. the loving, passionate, smart, funny lady that you are. And I'm, there's many, many more attributes. I've known you for a number of years and I, you know, this I know about you. I can confidently say this. And that's what he sees and everything goes together. So it's, it's, and it's part of the love that he sends to you is acceptance. Yes. But when you start doing the acceptance, when you do that exercise that you did, you can learn to fall more in love with yourself. And once you do that, then you open up the doors for allowing, I mean, there's other things involved, like boundaries. We've talked about boundaries yeah. before, but it, it then opens up the door because you're loving yourself. You're now like, you know, the frequency waves, you're, the frequency waves of, of not liking yourself and bringing in those people are no longer, you're not putting out Yeah, there. you're not drawing that into yourself the way that you had previously. Right. Well, so and one thing amazing that, people. one thing that I have found is I am... I'm a mama tiger, okay, around people that I care for. Don't you dare mm -hmm. try anything with somebody that I care for. And it made a difference when I brought myself into that circle as well. Isn't it amazing? How that, yeah. And the same thing for me. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because growing up, it was all about my looks and it was not about my brains. It wasn't about my personality. And what I found out was I'm really smart. I'm really funny. You know, yes, I, I'm very, I'm a very strong, resilient individual. And it made such a huge difference in my life. And when I had somebody like my husband he gets me. He gets my quirkiness. He gets my eccentricities. He gets my sense of humor. And because I have accepted who I am and what I am. And if you don't like it, there's the door. I'm yeah. okay with you not staying next to me. And I used to pray to, to spirit when I was getting my first divorce and I would do my prayers and I'd say, okay, spirit, if you're going to, I want another relationship, but the person you bring in, this is the things I don't want. And I did this very copious, long, detailed, you know, don't bring me this. Yeah. Right. And then I would do the opposite because, you know, when you say don't to spirit, guess what happens? They bring you more of what they use. Yeah, you exactly. Want. Let's, let's see if you really mean this. <laughs> exactly. And so I would say, but this is what I want. And then I do the same copious note you know, of all the details that I'd want in a human being who's going to be a partner. And then I would say to spirit, if you're going to test me, because inevitably, like we just mentioned, spirit will test you to see, really, does she really not want all those qualities? Do you really mean that? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, just let me see those red flags brighter, faster, you know, sooner. Yeah. And I would. And believe me, I like where things I would tolerate I no longer would tolerate. It's like, bye-bye. You know, this is the end of that. And, um, but the only thing I did do that changed is I would give people more than one chance where I wouldn't uh -huh. do that. So, I mean, I made a whole lot of adjustments. Like, okay, maybe they're not putting their best foot forward. And I'm so glad I started doing that because I ended up with my husband. So. Oh, I love that. So we're up on our first break already. So I'm going to put right. a pin in this. I want to hear your so. So remember what that is. Okay. And everyone who's joined us, grab that pen and paper 
And I'd like you to spend a couple of minutes over the break thinking about what are some of the ways in which you are currently showing yourself love? And what are some of the opportunities where you could perhaps be showing yourself a little more love? Is it a boundary thing? Uh, are there some friendships or other relationships that you might want to change the dynamic in them? or even replace them with something different. Spend a few minutes on that thought and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with the amazing and wonderful Marla Goldberg. And before the break, you were telling us about having given your your husband a second date, even though your own personal experience with the first date wasn't uh, as positive as his was. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. But here's the thing. You know, sometimes you have to get to know someone to really know if you like them or not. And that's where I have the third date rule. So, you know, where people mostly go, oh, it's the third day and it's time to have sex. No, not necessarily. No, 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 no. Oh, (laughs) stop. Stop. Oh my God. I, this is where my old fashioned side comes out. I'm like, (laughs) if we're still dating in a year, let's talk about the sex thing. (laughs) Because I want to know you before I get confused with all that. Exactly. And it does confuse you. And and for some people, it works out to, you know, like to do, you know, one first night and do it. And then they love each other. You know, they learn to love each other and have this relationship or they learn to live in lust with each other and infatuation rather yeah. than true acceptance and love. And so um, I just um, my belief is you have to give somebody get to know them. Get to know them and see if you, number one, want to share yourself with them, first of all. 
There, there's something thumping over there. No, it's not thumping. It is. Somebody's calling me from Italy, Texas. Oh, okay. I didn't even know there was an Italy, Texas. Go figure. And okay. I don't have... I don't have my ring around, so I apologize. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, so we're yeah, talking the, about the three the three date rule. The three date rule, yes, picking the three date rule up again. You know, give yourself a few dates to get to know someone to see if you like them. You know, it's not about jumping into bed, and it's more about is this somebody I like? Is he funny? Is he going to be supportive? Is he narcissistic? You know, you can you can't tell on just one date because everybody's got their best face forward. Yeah. Well, and here's here's the thing that I'm kind of hearing from the audience, if you will, telepathically, Uh, the whole, well, how do we know if we're going to be sexually compatible if if we don't have sex on the third date? Well, you know, it's really interesting. So I I know we're going in a different direction. But I used to be a serial monogamous person. I would date one person. I'd just keep dating the one person. What I did when I became single after my divorce, I decided, no, I'm going to play the field and date, which means while you're playing the field, and I'm not telling anybody else what to do, but this has not just worked for me, but it's worked for my clients, where go out, date a number of people, enjoy yourself, get to know them. If and when you're ready to sleep with one, you know, like I wouldn't sleep with all of them, but if there's one particular person you're feeling more connected with, then stop dating the other people and then choose to go into a monogamous relationship. If the relationship isn't going to be monogamous, don't sleep with the person, you know, and wait till you can have um, your cake and eat it too, so to speak. Uh, It's just just change the way you used to do things. I know I did. And I, um, I didn't sleep with anybody. I was while I was dating the field, you know, while I was dating a number of people, but when I was in a going into, you know, you know, when a relationship is going into a certain direction, yes. (laughs) Then I was willing to be intimate with them and share myself with them because I wanted to make sure I really liked them as a person before I shared my body, because now I think of my body as a temple. Mm. And that, you know, if I'm going to really want to share it with anybody, then they have to be worthy of it. Yeah. They just can't have a ding-a-ling, you know. <laughs> or and, whatever the and, ugly bits are that you whatever prefer. Whatever the bits are, right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, you know, but yeah, the point being is that wait till you know if this is the person, is he worthy? Is she worthy? Is he, you know, whether it's same sex, different, you know, opposite sex, it doesn't make a difference. Are they worthy to share your body with you? You know, share your body. What do you recommend to somebody who's getting to know themselves a little bit better? Who's, who's, Obviously, we're all still on this journey of learning to love ourselves. But if we're newer on this journey, what are what are some of the tools that you recommend? When you say get to know yourself, what are we? Well, there about? are many layers on which we can know ourselves. Yes. We we can know what our physical expression into the world is. Mm-hmm. We can know what our inner emotional landscape is. Okay. We can begin to understand some of our 
unconscious biases, which typically become apparent through patterns we're expressing out into the world, actions that we take, um, yes. as well as knowing ourselves spiritually. What is what are the higher callings and things that light us up? And so when we're early on this journey, what are some of the tools you recommend? So one of the, some of the tools that I recommend, first of all, as I mentioned, get, I think I mentioned it anyway, but re, get the repressed emotions out of your system. If you're still gnawing and, and pushing down things that didn't feel good or that you were shamed by somebody or that they took advantage of you, or they, they hurt you in whatever way, get it up and out of your body. Because then you make more room in your heart chakra to be able to accept relationships. And that could be personal, professional, friendship, romantic, because as long as you're filled with all this, this hate or anger or disappointment or frustration or shame, blame, whatever it is, get it out. That is one technique. My favorite technique doing that yeah i was gonna say next how do we actually do this it sounds great in theory (laughs) oh no there i love this technique and it was it's so powerful and it's easy and it doesn't take a long time you just have to be open to what's going to come up and so go and get yourself a kid's bat a nerf bat or a plastic bat and the caveat to this bat situation is you never use it on another human or on an animal or a flying object or anything else. This is strictly for soft surfaces, beds, you know, your pillows, mattress, pillows, yep. yeah, all of that. That's where you use this bat. And then you take the bat and when you go into your space and you start swinging that bat and hitting that soft surface, <laughs> I like to, because I want to make sure people know, and I'm not talking well, about somebody who doesn't work out. I'm talking about... <laughs> We're, we're talking about not hurting yourself or others, or others in this process. In, yes. Exactly. <laughs> but and within 15 seconds, you are going to start feeling emotions start rising and rising and rising. And you're going to want to scream. You're going to want to cry. Here's the secret. Do it. Scream. Cry. Get it out of your system. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's someone else in the house, you might want to warn them this is about to occur. <laughs> This is true. Or you can take a pillow and muffle your screams. Yeah. That's why I created the scream pillow. Um, but <laughs> I did the original scream pillow. I did. I still packed in a box. So please forgive me for not having it handy. But that's the first thing. Get that stuff out. And you're going to, it's not a one and done. It's a process. And I will tell you that I would do this Oh, God, when I was going through my divorce, I had so much repressed, you know, from childhood, from teen years, from my earlier years, adult years, my marriage, all this. Yeah, I was going to say not to mention the divorce itself. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. I, I mean, I would swing my bat one day. I was doing it on my healing table in my healing room and I'm in the, in the basement of my house and I'm I'm going at it. Right. And the next thing I know, the bat shatters in smithereens across the room. Oh my goodness. Because I got out that much stuff. But it wasn't like that at the beginning. You know, I would do it and I'd cry and I'd scream and do, you know, whatever I needed to do. But then this happened and it was like, okay, it was powerful. Another another, um, technique, boundaries. 
Okay. Hang, hang on. Before, before we go into boundaries, I'm going to say the one thing I like about your, your bat and soft object <laughs> uh, catharsis is you don't even have to know what the stuff is. No. It, it, whatever it is just comes up and comes out. The other t techniques that I've heard in the past, you kind of have to have an idea of what it is. Yes. I love that this one is like, just get your body moving and the emotions will move with it. Yes. And, and this is my favorite. Now there's, there, I, I'm going to, before we go into boundaries, I'm going to share. You can, I used to box and I used to, um, my partner would hold up the, the, uh, the pads. The pads, yeah. And so I would visualize whoever's face um, that I was angry at. It was during my divorce. You figure that. The yeah, I, I think we can narrow down <laughs> whose faces oh, oh, might be on there. <laughs> and I would go for the sweet spot in the mitt when I played tennis. And the tennis ball would be a face. And when yeah. I would serve with all my might and I got a really good serve doing that. And I was going to say it was a it was a heater. <laughs> it was a heater. But the difference is is that as good as it felt, it's not the same catharsis as doing the bat yeah. and feeling it coming up and out. So I you know I just wanted to share that there are other ways of doing it. I had a teacher who would throw dishes off of she lived in a stilted house in the woods. Mm -hmm. She would throw dishes off her balcony, which it feels good, but it still doesn't bring all this stuff. It's out. not quite the same. I would agree. My, my former mother-in-law, the one for my husband, my husband's mother. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> she, she got divorced shortly after we had gotten married. And I can remember going to her, going to go into her basement. And she's like, I wouldn't do that right now. I don't think I got all the shards. I'm like, what are you talking about? She and the neighbor across the street who were going through divorces at the same time went down to Goodwill and bought everything breakable they could get their hands on and went into the basement and just smashed everything mm -hmm. into little tiny itty bitty pieces. And it, it, it feels good. I, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It does feel good. The difference is it doesn't bring the stuff up and out that needs to get up and out. Yeah, and with your technique, you don't have to clean up shards of glass forever and ever and ever. <laughs> no, but be careful. You may have to pick up shards of plastic bat. <laughs> I, I, I will take that over shards of glass any day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a funny so, story. Let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about boundaries for a minute. Founders are so important. Most people and they're have so been raised hard. They are so hard, especially if you're an empath, right? Because you have to deal with some of the emotional blowback of someone receiving a no. I find that that can be really intimidating as an empath. Well, here's the thing. You know, people think when you say no, you're being selfish. You know, you're or being mean rude or, or right. Yeah. And you're not. No has been put in the Webster's Dictionary not to be mean or selfish but to be protective. Yes. There's a reason you, you know, you can only say yes so many times before your plate, you know, falls over and just messes your life. You can't, you can't only spin so many plates. If you ever, never mind. I'm not even going to say that. that reference. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to save that. And, reference. and back to no, not having to be mean. I, I, I heard a brilliant no the other day that I've, I've held on to because it goes something like this. I would love to, but I can't. 
Now, who can say anything bad about that? And you can say, you know, I'm not able to do it in your time frame, but if you still need the help, like a month from now, when I clear some things out of my out of my diary, you know, my yeah. daily schedule, I'd be I, more than happy to revisit exactly. it. It doesn't have to be a door slam if it's something you really do want to do. Exactly. But yeah. here's the thing about boundaries is they are put up to protect you, to keep you from dealing with things that you don't want to deal with or people you don't want to deal with um, or are not appropriate for you to deal with because yeah. people have a tendency to project their stuff onto you and to try to guilt you or manipulate you to get what they want. Human nature. Right. But and that, that kind of almost brings me back to the whole forgiveness thing, because I think there's a myth around forgiveness that if you forgive someone, you have to let them back in your world. And that's not, not true either. Nope. Just because you forgive them doesn't mean you have to invite them to your table. That's right. You know, and, and look, at I talk about this stuff and I have stuff in my life. Here's the thing. I do my forgiveness process. But I'm not, uh, you know, just because I don't want to talk to you doesn't mean I haven't let it go. Haven't yeah. forgiven you and let it go. But, you know, if you talk to somebody and they're constantly, you know, like like putting that needle in or that knife in and twisting it verbally, emotionally. Right. Or, want, or, just, a- or just taking all the time. I mean, sometimes you get hooked up with people who are just takers. And you yes. know what? You don't have to send your energy down that path. You don't. And boundaries allow you to say, and this is the boundary. So um, you get into, you know, you find somebody who's toxic in your life. You get into an argument. You can forgive them without having them stand in front of you. Absolutely. But you don't have to bring them back into your life over and over again so you can have this same cycle happening over and over again. And, you know, people may say, oh, you're ghosting me. You're this, you're that. It's like, Look, I have forgiven you. I'm letting it go. I just, you, this happens too much and you don't want to do any work on you. Yeah. Because again, they're showing you how they feel about themselves, where they're wounded, where they're angry, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you have to, you have to start doing some work before you're going to come, before my door's going to open. It's not bolted. It's not permanently, you know, locked yeah, barred you to out. you forever and ever, but I, Yeah. When you start healing and working on you and you cannot be so toxic or manipulative or whatever it might be. Well, and I would be more specific than toxic and manipulative because people put their defenses up against that. It would be something like, you know, I, what I'm looking for is that you respect my time in the following ways and give them things that are very specific. So when that, you can. Yeah, when you can, as much when, as you can, because it makes it less personal and gives them something they can actually, a standard they can actually meet, as opposed to less toxic. I, I don't know where to go with that, you know? Well, and when I say, well, I mean, I'm just being broad strokey because we're yeah. having that kind of conversation. But yes, I mean, if, in the person who I'm thinking about in my head, I have no problem saying, I, you know, because I've said it before, you need to work on you, you need to start healing, you know, and this is not going to continue, you're not going to continue to pick my brain, use my energy. Um, and then you don't do anything about it anyway. So yeah. until you start working on you and doing the healing work you need to do, and what all that goes along with it, we're not going to have much of a relationship. Because yeah. I'm not going to keep going through this cycle with you. Exactly. 
Well, on that note, we are up on our second break already. Wow. <laughs> I know. We're just blowing through this today. Uh, you've joined us here today. You've got your pen. You've got your piece of paper. What homework should we give them over the break, Marla? What do you think? Oh, who do you need to forgive in your life? Oh, and I would suggest put yourself at the top of that list. <laughs> yes. Because a lot of us run around not forgiving ourselves for things we didn't have control over. You and know, even if we did have control over it, Sophia. Yeah, exactly. Even then, we should be forgiving ourselves. Yes. And so whether it's rational that you're not forgiving yourself or irrational that you're not forgiving yourself, put yourself at the top of that list. See who else needs to go on there with you and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break and tell you how to start that process. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sofia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I am still here with the amazing and wonderful Marla Goldberg. And now that you've got that list of people that you'd like to forgive, what do we do with that, Marla? So one of my favorite forgiveness processes. Uh, something you do individually. Um, And since we're putting ourselves on the top of the list, we will start with how to forgive ourselves at the top of the list. And so it's a process with automatic writing. And so what good thing we have that pen and paper. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But you, you close your eyes. Well, first of all, you set your intention. Let's do that. I'm going to forgive myself for it could be something specific. It could be something general. That's up to you. But set the intention. Close your eyes. <clears throat> and say, you know, just deep breathe, saying, I'm gonna, you know, for right, I'm gonna forgive myself for. And then after a period of time, 
you designate what period of time it is. It could be two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Don't come out of the trance, but slowly open up your eyes, take your pen, take your paper, and just start writing. Don't think about it. Don't judge. Don't critique. Don't edit. You just write whatever comes comes out. And what you'll find when you're done with it, and you write till you're exhausted, till you know you're done, put your pen down, step away, go to the bathroom, go take a drink, go walk around the block, whatever it might be. And <clears throat> write a letter and then read the letter that you wrote to yourself. Mm. Step two, go back into your trance. And in this particular case, there's only two steps opposed to three. With other people, I'll go into the three-step process. But then you just um, go into your trance. Don't, don't come out of your trance. Just, just open your eyes, grab your pen and your paper. Write a response from spirit to you. And then just set the intention before your class. I'm like, I'm going to write my response. And you just do, and you just write and write and write again. Don't critique, don't judge, don't edit, don't read it as you're doing it. Just write and put your pen down when you're complete. Step away. And then pick up the first paper, read what you wrote. And then pick up the second paper and read what you wrote. Mm. And I would bet dollars to donuts, you're going to get amazing insight of the, you know, forgiving yourself and why you want to forgive yourself and, and how you've hurt yourself. I mean, whatever might come up, right. It's very organic. Yeah. And then the other part will be, you know, talking about most likely what a brilliant and beautiful soul you are, what an amazing individual and all your attributes and what, you know, how forgiveness helps you in this process. Right. When yeah. you're doing it for an individual, you know, you go into your process going, okay, I'm going to do this automatic writing or this, this piece for forgiving my mother. I'm just going to use that as an example. Right. Well, and we all have something with mom. It's almost Always. universal. <laughs> <laughs> and so you do your writing until you're complete. Get up, you take your break, you come back. Now you go into your trance and you say, okay, I, this is going to be from my mother back to me. Mm. And then you write down your response uh, it's all automatic again. You don't, you're not reading it as you're writing it. It's not like normal yeah, it's, writing. It's all output. It's all, it is output. all output. Yeah. Put your pen down when you're complete. Take your break again. The third option, you can do this or you don't have to do this, is okay, insight from spirit. Yes. And you do that part again where you go into your trance, you you open your eyes gently pick up the pen, paper, and you just write, write, write. And this is information coming from spirit. Yeah. About, and it'll give you insight about you, about the, the, the situation, about the individual. And then here's the caveat for all of that, whether mm -hmm. it's for yourself, forgiving yourself, or forgiving another individual, take the paper you've written on. Once you don't hold on to it, burn it. Yes. Find a, a way to burn it. Destroy I mean, it. <laughs> yes. I love burning because what's very cool, and this is what I like, I bought a chimney from my backyard because when you burn this at night, you can watch the papers and you will see formations. And it could be a, a yeah, they, 
take on shapes and it moves and it, it yeah. does and it's amazing and it's incredible and so for that i suggest that you burn it at night but you can shred it you can tear it you can put it in you know water and watch it smear well you know whatever yeah, you're whatever you have it with you yeah, Just whatever works it. for you. Exactly. I guess one word of advice I would put out there because I've taught automatic reading before. <laughs> it, a lot of people get stuck on the, well, how do I start? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what you start writing on that page. You can write, I know I'm supposed to be writing something here. I'm not really sure what that is, blah, blah, blah. And eventually it evolves into you what you're supposed it. to write. So don't get hung up on, well, I don't know what to write. If you don't know what to write, write down, I don't know what to oh, write. Right. And I really hope the spirit's going to kick in here really soon. And sure enough, it does. <laughs> yeah, they're there listening. Absolutely. So the whole thing is to just get that pencil started and write whatever. Because this isn't like, you know, an essay you're going to ever turn in anywhere. It's just a matter of getting it jump started so that the valuable information starts to come out. Also, so this is what I'm just hearing now. This is not something to share with your friends. Look oh, what please, happened. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> don't don't do that. <laughs> no, this is strictly yours for yes. you, solely for you, not for anybody else. And it really would behoove you as a side thing to really not even talk about the results. You can talk about the process with whomever, mm -hmm. but the, the results are yours and yours alone. Yeah. So some discretion is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So what are some practices that people can use in their day-to-day -day lives to start to prioritize self-care and foster more of that self-love? Because caring for yourself actually does kind of jumpstart that love thing because we care for people we love. It's true. It's very true. And so, well, first of all, I'm going to add one more thing in. Add a gratitude practice. Start mm. your day with gratitude and, and be grateful, even if the things aren't working out as you might want them, but be grateful for what you do have. Whether you can pay, you know, when you pay a bill, be grateful. There's a book by, I can't remember the name of the gentleman, but he's a Japanese gentleman. And he talks about um, how he would say arigato. When thank after, you. yes. Yes, thank you in Japanese. Thank you. You know, when he'd pay a bill, thank you. When something would happen, thank you. Whether he said it out loud or in his mind, it was always the gratitude of what was going on. And that gratitude brought more of what he had, more abundance, more joy, more, you know, friendships, whatever it might have been, more more work success. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the master's level of that is to be grateful to things that suck as well. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's that's like the advanced version. Um, but as you practice the being grateful for the everyday stuff, I'm grateful that I woke up this morning. I'm grateful that I slept well. I'm grateful that I have a house, a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I have clothes on my body and Absolutely. food on my plate. A um, toothbrush, a toothpaste, toothbrush, soap tooth to wash your exactly. body and Exactly. I mean, there are people yeah. that don't have that luxury, and it is a luxury to some people. Absolutely. And the so, fact that you have it is just such yeah. a beautiful thing to say thank you for. And so as you grow in those uh, appreciations, in your appreciation muscles get stronger, it makes it easier to appreciate things like the air conditioning unit died and the guy tells me it can't be fixed anymore. 
Okay. That's a tougher one to be grateful for, but what it does do is it brings into your life a much more efficient air conditioner, which brings down your electric bill over time, and that is easier to be grateful for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So sometimes you have to kind of peek beyond the event and go, okay, what does this open the door for that I can be grateful for? Yes. Yeah. I look at everything as a lesson opportunity and a gift. So I'm just going to take do a side a side conversation. I, I just recently moved in May. And on the second day of moving, towards the end of the day, I had to take out my little puppy. And I thought I got around the landscaper's trailer. And I ended up getting tangled in his trailer, <gasps> you know, bruising my knee, my, my ankle, my rib on the other side, oh. the back of my hand. And an hour oh. later, my arm swelled up, long story short, ended up fracturing my elbow. Oh, no. Now, instead of going, oh, my God, how horrible, and doing this whole pity party. Yeah, what crappy timing while I'm moving, right? (laughs) Exactly. I called someone to help me the next day, but I said, okay, spirit, show me. Why why did this happen? What's my lesson, opportunity, or gift, or combination of you you need to help me understand? And after a little bit of time, I didn't take any downtime. But what I realized is I had gotten sick once a month, January, February, March, right? Yeah. It was spirit's way. So spirit will tap you. And if you don't pay attention to the tap, the tap gets harder. The tap gets harder until eventually they shove you. Well, well, or you meet the spiritual two by four up the head, right? Well, that's, well, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. You call that, that, you know, in those three months, it was spirit saying, slow down, slow down, slow down, because I've been working at such a rapid pace for over five years. Yeah. That this accident, this break made me say, okay, I got the message. You want me to slow down. Yes, you want me to take a break. <laughs> yes. So now, now that the house is mostly unpacked and everything is at a slower pace, I am slowing down. It's not permanent. I'm now working on my book that I was too busy to work on. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that, meditating and trying to get things that are on my plate off my plate so I could just take the rest of the summer, for example, and slow down. Excellent. So I have a quick question for you. We've got just like three minutes left here. Um, But I kind of want to get at this one. When we talk about self-care, what are some of the things you recommend in that category? Because I know traditionally it's like, well, go get a massage or a a mani-pedi. And while those are beautiful things, I think there are some more um, practical and foundational forms of self-care you can practice even when you don't have the money for that sort of pampering. Listen to your body. If your body says you're tired, don't push through. You you know, if, you, if you're at work and your body is tired, don't go out after work drinking with your co-workers. Don't go to the movie. Don't go to dinner. You know, come home and, and take a bath. Yeah. Relax. You know, if you want to have a glass of wine or whatever and wind down, do it. But if you're tired, honor what your body is telling you, because if it's not, something's going to happen to you like it happened to me, you know, something bigger than you want to deal with. Um, so move your body, take a walk, 
you know, go in and, and enjoy, even if you're in the city, they, they do have some trees in cities. I was yes, brought up in the cement. Uh, there, you know? there are parks around. Yes, you can find green yes. somewhere. But breathe in the fresh air, go in the park, you know, or walk with where trees are, but move your body, yoga, um, or whatever, whatever fits your bill to move your body. You might be a runner, you might be a cyclist, whatever it is, do it for you. I mean, just really basic things. Eat, help, give up some of the junk food you eat. Um, thank you. <laughs> they just were telling me, stop eating so much junk food. Um, and it's okay to do it once in a while, but when you're living on McDonald's or Burger King yeah. or, you know, pizza or, you know, or Mexican food, as yummy as it all is, that's all great as a treat, as a once in a while, or if you're like running late, and this is the only way you can get some nutrients in your body, fine, but don't make it a steady diet. Treat your body like the temple it is, you know, cut back on some of the sugar, drink yeah. more water, things Give like that. Give it wonderful, supportive, whole foods. Yes. yes. Exactly. Um, those are really easy self-care things. Journal. Get Don't, don't fester and... and and sort of scroll and, and whatever the muck of the day is, write it down so that you could burn it, get rid of it, write down your feelings and emotions and then burn the, burn the sheets of paper, get rid of them, but at least get it out of your body. And then you won't have to do these other practices we were talking about earlier. Yes, which would be really nice. <laughs> really, really nice. Yes. So we're down to the last few minutes. What would be your final words of wisdom? You know, I, I, you're the only one you're going to have a relationship with for as long as you're going to. People will come in and out of our lives, but the relationship that you have with yourself is the most important relationship that you can cultivate and honor and respect. So remember that when, when making your decisions and choices. Yeah, because anywhere you go, there you are. Exactly. <laughs> Can't Absolutely. run away from that. No. Thank you so much for being with us today, Marla. It's been amazing having this conversation with I'm you. I'm so glad to be back with you, Sophia. Thank you so much for having me back. And thank you to everyone who joined us here today. I know sometimes the topics that we talk about here can be a little challenging. We ask you to go deep with yourself. And I really appreciate that you come back for this week after week. I love being part of that journey with you. And so please drop me a line at askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And just let me know, you know, what do you love about the show? Are there topics you'd like to see people you'd like to have come on to have certain discussions with, or whatever happens to be on your heart. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 